From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Fiona Walsh of Imagine Coaching. Fiona prides herself on helping businesses present better with PowerPoint. At Imagine Coaching, they offer a PowerPoint training and design service for entrepreneurs and corporate professionals from a Microsoft Master Instructor. Thank you so much for joining me today, Fiona, on AIBF Business Talk. Fiona, I'm so, I suppose, inquisitive about the type of work that you do at Imagine Coaching because Imagine is a, is a big word. You know, what exactly do you do? That's a good question, Elaine, and thanks for having me on the show today. What do I do? I help businesses present better. And there's a number of ways that I do that. So one of them um, is that I train businesses how to use PowerPoint. Okay, I'm a Microsoft master trainer and I love using PowerPoint. So that's one of the things that I do train people how to do it or train businesses how to, to, to use PowerPoint well. Uh, second thing is that I create slides for companies if they don't have the time to do it themselves. I'll do that for them. So there's a number of things that I do around that. It could be a case of starting off from scratch. It could be a case of doing a makeover for somebody. Maybe they've got the bones of a presentation together and they just want it tidied up a bit or some consistency put through it. Um, another offering I have is creating templates, branded templates for businesses. So, you know, if you're starting out, if you're not a big corporate that has a huge design department to do this lovely work for you and you want to have your branding in uh, your presentations, I can do that for you. So with the, with the templates, uh, but there's another element to it as well, because I'm quite a firm believer that it's not just about having nice slides. It's about knowing how to use that. So knowing how to use the program and how to use the, the software. So another slant is around helping people to present well and use the technology and use some of the tools. I find a lot of people aren't familiar with the, with the tools that PowerPoint has and they're not getting the best out of it. And maybe their audience isn't getting the best experience either mm -hmm. because they're not familiar with some of the options available to them. And I think I'll probably put my hands up and say I'm guilty at that. But I, I'm a person that you know has to present by nature of my role very often. Um, and I think I'm doing an okay job. But sometimes when I look at somebody else's presentation, I think of, geez, wow, that was so engaging. That was excellent. I only wish I could do it like that or do it better. What would be the main things for somebody like me to consider when making a presentation? Well, great. first of all, I think you do, you do an excellent job. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of practice, Elaine, I can tell that. <laughs> One of the things I find that people aren't aware of is a tool called the presenter view. And this is like, it's like a dashboard really for PowerPoint or a cockpit for PowerPoint. So when you're presenting, you need to have two screens, okay, to do this, unless you're presenting in Teams. If you're presenting in MS Teams, it'll do it for you automatically through something called PowerPoint Live. Again, a lot of people I'm finding aren't familiar with this. So basically what it does is it will show you an overview of the slide that your audience is seeing to start with. Then you get an overview of your notes. So any notes you've put on to, you know, any prompts that you might have that you want to talk about for that slide. You get an overview of all the slides in your presentation. Okay. And you can annotate, uh, you know, your slide from there, you can zoom into a part of the slide. So maybe there's a graphic and there's a bit of detail that you want to zoom in on. You can do that there. You can 
basically go from, let's say you finished your presentation and somebody asked you a question about, oh, what was that slide you, you looked at right at the beginning? So rather than flicking back through every slide, you can see all of the slides and the audience isn't seeing this, you're getting an overview of this in your dashboard. And then you can maybe go back to maybe one of the first slides and click on that and take your audience straight there rather than flicking through 30 odd slides, you know, that they see whizzing, whizzing through there in front of them. That's which how is the pros do it. <laughs> that's how the pros do it, yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is the beauty is, as you said there, we can all potentially have the ability to do this ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this has been around for ages as well. This has been around since, oh, I think it's PowerPoint 2007, maybe. So it's not a new thing. Yeah. And, and one thing, you know, like business owners typically wear many different hats and it's very difficult to be an expert in everything. So it's very interesting yeah. how you can actually do the hands on approach, but you can also do the training and the empowerment side of it as yes. well. You know, yeah. How yeah, did yeah. the business start up from day one? How did it all come about, Fiona? Good question. <laughs> There's a story as to why it's called Imagine Coaching and not something to do with PowerPoint or presenting. <laughs> so I was in a role and I was invited back into people management and did some leadership coaching as part of that employed role. And I decided that, oh, I experienced coaching, basically experienced coaching as part of that leadership program. And I decided that I wanted to learn more about that. So I did an executive and life coaching diploma. And as part of that six month program, I decided that I wanted to set up my own business. So at the end of that, I set up my business. That was um, October 2019 and I wasn't really sure what to do or what I was going to do. There's a lot of coaches out there and I um, was doing a little bit of business coaching and the pandemic hit, obviously, then, you know, there's various uh, things happening to us all. And I did a bit of business coaching with somebody probably around April, May and this particular person had invested quite a lot of money in uh, setting up a therapist. Oh, she was a therapist, so setting a business that had a room in her house, redecorated, bought her equipment, spent lots of money on her training, and then didn't actually have any clients and, you know, hands-on clients. And the type of, type of therapy she did could have been online. So as part of the coaching session that we were doing, she said, I, I need to, you know, I need help with PowerPoint, or I need to do a presentation. I've got Microsoft Office I uh, don't know what to do with it. Um, you know, that's my next dilemma is, is how am I going to do a webinar to try and get sales or to try and get business when I don't know what I'm doing? Just she hadn't worked in that kind of background, hadn't worked in the corporate right. background, had the, had the tools, but just didn't know, literally never opened PowerPoint before in her life. So I said, well, that's something I can help you with because I'm a Microsoft master trainer. She's like, oh, uh -huh. really? I said, yes, <laughs> really. So I did a session with her and then thought, well, maybe this could be something then because there's going to be other businesses out there who have probably been forced online or, you know, now they're online and they, they might know how to use PowerPoint a bit, but maybe, you know, could do some extra help there. Mm -hmm. And really then I've built things up from there. So I started doing public sessions for, for people just to sign up. Too. And then I had some people approach me and looking for one-to-ones, businesses, and uh, I've taken it from there. So it's all business, it's business to business that I'm doing, and and that's really where it's uh, where it's come yeah, from. Yeah, no, and that's great, especially because it was really like first-hand, real field market research that you did, and you know you identified somebody's problem, and all of a sudden, without knowing it, you had the actual solution for it. Did you take any inspiration from any, say, other person in your life or any other entrepreneur to actually? take that first step and leave your swap so maybe somebody might say you know a, a safe maybe employment type role to actually venturing yeah. out on your own and and all the risks that come with that 
Yes, my husband worked for a family business and had his own business for mm, 20 odd years, I would say. Mm. Uh, he's, he's in employment now, but just having somebody there to support you that understands what you're trying to do, the difficulties, the challenges, <laughs> how to, you know, what it's like when you get a success, you know, when you get a new client, the, the little happy dance you might do when you get a new client. Uh, so he's been extremely supportive. And I, to be honest, I would say without him, I probably wouldn't have started. I think he was like, yeah, go for it. What have you got to lose? You know, yeah. um, and I think without him, I probably probably wouldn't have to be no, it's definitely fantastic to have that element of you know family support yeah. as well when yeah. you set up imagine coaching fiona did you have a goal in mind i didn't at the time to be honest I, I just felt that i had something more to offer than i was offering in my employed role at that time mm -hmm. and i think it was just a case of go for it let's just set it up and see see what happens so no i didn't to be honest probably in hindsight it would have been better if i did have a goal <laughs> <laughs> or, or something but um yeah so just I, I know that the, when you set up the business, like it very much kind of coincided nearly with the start of lockdown and everything like that. Yeah, How did that much. impact the business or maybe it propelled your business? I think it helped really because the fact that everything was online, it opened up an opportunity because mm. so far I haven't met anybody in person. <laughs> <laughs> that have worked with it's all been online um i've had clients uh, i've had clients in london i've had clients in or somebody come on my group training program south africa I've had some clients in america so you know there's been all over ireland and also some other countries switzerland had a client in switzerland as well so it's definitely opened up those opportunities because really i think two years ago if you'd have said let's do some it training online people same as lots of other areas as well lots of other sectors would have been oh god no i want to do that in person yeah and it is quite different because when you're doing it in person because i would have had a lot of experience doing it in person you're able to walk around somebody's screen because you'd have people set up in a classroom and you'd be going around and you'd be able to look at the screen and you'd see how they were getting on obviously you know we all have the same issue when you can't read people's faces but you would be able to go around to people and you know, ask how you're getting on and see what they're doing and be able to point it out for them in particular rather than the whole group. So that's definitely more challenging. And then on the other side, as you said, the great opportunity around was like straight away you'd like global clients, yeah, you know, without absolutely. having to leave the comfort yeah. of your of your of yeah. your own home, you know, behind yeah, it. Well, obviously, if you're like you've been very successful in the short space of time that you've set up the business and you've accomplished a lot. What would you say were your key strengths as an entrepreneur? in getting the business off the ground and getting to the stage where you're serving clients on the international level? I think probably my organisation skills. I'm a very organised person. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that definitely helps when you are juggling lots of different things because you're doing that yourself. There's nobody else to help you out. It's just me in the business. So I think that's a key part of things, making sure that you can stay on top of everything. Um, I also think confidence. I'm a very confident person. So I think that definitely helps. Mm -hmm. No, it does. Absolutely. And I think that our own backgrounds, you know, can really lend themselves as to how confident and competent a person we are. So obviously mm. you're extremely comfortable with all things Microsoft and all of that being a master instructor. <laughs> how did that come about? <laughs> I um, So in the role I was in, oh, this is a long time ago, I think I was trained back in 2007 or 8, I was selected to help introduce an ERP system. So that's an enterprise resource and planning system to a cosmetics company where I was working at the time. And it has had to be customized quite a lot because it was managing recipe management. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, we, we customized it to be able to do that. And 
the plan was for me to go back to my original role, which was formulation chemist. So I was developing cosmetics. I was physically developing foundations and mascaras mostly. And I used to look after all the subcontract developments like nail polishes and powder products like eyeshadows. And it's a very glamorous job. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a lovely job, actually. And, and, and interestingly, well, maybe go to this later, but that's where I got my eye for colour from because I was working on colour products. Ah. Or just not colour matching. Um, so after implementing this system, I was training the people in-house at the time. And I did a, a one-day train-the-trainer course, set up a training programme, started doing it and just felt it could be better. Mm-hmm. So I went up and signed up for an IT teacher training diploma, a six-month, nine-month programme. So I did that and then did the Microsoft exams afterwards, just because I felt that the training was okay, but I felt it could be better. And I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit of a very good <laughs> bit of perfectionist. Always want things to be better. Well, for continuous improvement. And talking <laughs> about it, improvement, yeah. what would be the biggest areas for improvement when it comes to somebody giving a presentation or using PowerPoint? Okay, so there's a couple of things that I would see quite frequently that I think could be improved upon. So one of them is images around images. So you, I would see people that have taken a screenshot maybe from you know, something on the internet and maybe the the image on the screen is quite small. They've popped it into a presentation and then they make it bigger. And then when it's on a slide being presented, it's all pixelated. Okay, so my tip around that to, to help get over that is when you're on your website, your web browser, maximize your web browser, you can use around 400%. So the image has gone from being a small image on your screen to a large image. And then when you take your screenshot, you're actually taking the screenshot quite large to pop it into your presentation the right size that you want it to be. And then you don't get that pixelated poor quality. Oh, okay, I so know that was myself. One. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, again, is around images. I've got a big thing with images. Um, so what I would see people doing is they want an image to be a certain size. So they just drag it out from the side or from the top and then it gets all distorted. Okay. And I see this a lot, with, particularly with people or images of, you know, people in, in the image and then they're all sort of squashed and uh, not very good. So I like people to look like people. So that, that would be my second tip to not do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to resize an image, drag it from the corner because then it stays in proportion. Okay. Um, and another thing that I'm noticing quite a lot lately is the slide size. So traditionally Microsoft would have had the standard size um as being um i can't remember what it's called now actually but this would have been for an overhead projector okay mm-hmm. and now it's a widescreen so there's different slide sizes that you can have and i'm seeing people that might have slides maybe from a template an older template maybe that is the overhead projector size but if you're looking at it on a widescreen you have two black bars down the left and right side of the screen and vice versa if you were projecting on an overhead projector so maybe in a more of a um, conference style event, you'd have two black bars along the top and the bottom. So your audience aren't seeing the full slide. It's it's sort of, you know, made smaller to fit that size. So that's another one. That so I'm it's really kind of being aware of the type of projection or the type of what it's going to look like for the end user before you do something yeah. like that. No, very interesting. Yeah. And, and I know that, look, there's continuous new features and new things coming out. Would you find that that if you're maybe a person that's not always using it, there might be a sense of overwhelm that the next time you open PowerPoint, jeepers, what are all these new features about? (laughs) (laughs) There's loads of new things. Yeah, there are. Uh, There's something that's just come in this week, actually, for any uh, Microsoft 365 users, and it's called Cameo. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to 
present, I think it's present and record. So if you're recording your show, as in you're recording it and you want to have a video to, to send to people or to put up on your website in PowerPoint, you can have a cameo of yourself as a, you know, your video recording or as you're presenting through the slides and you can move that cameo around the slide to wherever you want it. So that's oh my the God. latest With all these new things, I think you could spend forever in a day actually playing around with it. But I have to say, <laughs> when you are at the other side and when you are in the audience and you do get a very visually impactful presentation, it means an awful lot. Um, and mm. those tips that you've given there, you know, they're very good tips, but yet they're very easy to implement, you know, yes. and they're not rocket yeah. science, which is good for right. any of our listeners here today that are into presentations. Just before before we head on to the next part of, of our chat, Fiona, is there any top tips um, that you would like to leave our listeners with today when it comes to, God, I have a presentation to prepare. Where do I start? What do I do? What do I really need to consider? Yes, there are. I always look at this from four different points of view. So the first one is your audience. So who is it you're presenting to? You know, is it your peers? Is it customers? Is it trainees, investors, stakeholders? Who's your audience? The second would be the context. So what's the environment? Is it online? Is it in person? Is it conference style? Meeting room, one-to-one? The third one is purpose. So why, why are you presenting? Are you trying to generate sales? Are you trying to inform employees? Is it an interview you're going for? Um, the other thing is that it could be a PDF you're going to send around to people, you know, just because it's you're using PowerPoint doesn't mean to say you're going to present with it. It could be a PDF. And then the last thing, the fourth thing is your outcome. So what outcome do you want? Do you want to make a sale from, from that? Do you want to transfer knowledge? Do you want to empower people? So that's what I would ask people to have a think about. What is it you're trying to do when you say, I've got a presentation? So if I have a discovery call with somebody, these are the kind of questions I'm asking them. Mm -hmm. that, that really resonates with me especially the last one outcome that's so important before yeah. you go into a presentation actually think hang on here what's the purpose or what do I really want to get out of this like is there a call yeah. to action or how do I end Absolutely. or conclude I think that's something that often yeah. you say you know you know just to get that yeah. right can mean a huge huge difference yeah. look Fiona from yeah. talking to you here today it's no wonder that you've been acknowledged as a thought leader in PowerPoint by the All-Ireland Business Foundation how does it feel being an accredited business all-star well it certainly uh, makes me feel good that I've been uh, accredited because it makes me feel that um, my skills have certainly been recognized which is fantastic and it's a great um, it's a great logo and everything to have on my website as well to prove to people that the experience they're going to get when they work with me is going to be top notch and uh, that worthy of a business all-star. <laughs> and, and that you are and a thought leader at that so Fiona I just want our audience just to get maybe get to know Fiona Walsh in person maybe a little bit better so we're going to lift the bonnet of the car I'm going to throw a few quick fire personal okay. questions to you don't think too long and hard about them just tell me the first thing that comes off your head right Fiona okay. what's your most cherished possession what's my most cherished possession oh I'm not very good with possessions actually I'm more of a doing person rather than possessions oh um, my cats. Your cats. Right. Very good. <laughs> I take it you're a cat lover in the plural. <laughs> if you could send some advice back in time to your 20-year-old self, what would you say? I would say be more confident because when I was that age, I wasn't very confident. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I tell you what else I would come, whatever, what other advice I would give myself is to have more of a plan as to what you want in life. Because I think I drifted through 
my careers and jobs when I was younger, when I'd finished college and I didn't have a plan. And I think in hindsight, it would have been better to have had a plan as to where you want to go, what promotion you want to have. And that just was just something that was completely alien to me at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, your background, maybe in the coaching now kind of makes you see that more clearly as yeah, well. Definitely. So yeah. Tell us something, Fiona, that most people wouldn't know about you. People wouldn't know about me. Oh, um, well, now we know you, you like cats. That's for sure. Yes, I do like cats. <laughs> yes, I'm a swimmer. I like swimming. Aha, uh-huh. very good. You'd like up to the challenge. If you could have a dinner party with any four people, who would you invite? Four people. Uh, Brené Brown would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, yeah, I'd love to ask him some questions and see, uh, <laughs> ask him these sort of questions, see how he got on. Uh, that's two people. Um, Doesn't have to be famous, uh, can be anybody yeah. at all. Yeah, I'm just thinking when, when some people ask me questions, I'm not very good at thinking off my feet. Um, who I'm trying to think of his name and I've forgotten his name and I'm brutal with names as well, by the way. <laughs> um, what's his name? What's his name? Um, not to worry. So you'll be happy oh. with two, Brené Brown and Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that'll be <laughs> that'll be on fire. No, I do want to say something else. But I can't think of his name. God, he's the uh, environmental guy who does all the, the documentaries and the, David the English fella. David Attenborough. Yes, yes yeah, David Attenborough. Yes. No, he's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Fiona, if you had a motto in life mm-hmm. or a saying, what would it be? I'd have to pinch Nikes, and it would be just do it. Just do it. Love it. Yeah, love it. Just do it. Fiona, it's been a pleasure talking to you here today. If I can ask you, what's next for Fiona Walsh and Imagine Coaching? What's next? Well, I'm getting quite busy with people looking for presentations, design, so helping them with design. So the next thing could be outsourcing that work mm-hmm. to uh, looking to get a panel of, of people that can do that work for me. Um, and I'm also just launched a new product which is a lunch and learn style webinar for corporates. So more corporate work with uh, that side of the business. So I think projecting that or growing that side of the business to have more corporates and their large Fantastic. Companies. So if anybody's listening here today that is maybe struggling with PowerPoint, maybe they're tearing their hair out, trying to get it, they know how they want it to get it to look, but they just can't do it. Or if they want to learn how to do it or, and to do it better. And if they want to get in touch with you, Fiona, how can they do that? My website is www.imaginecoaching.ie. And that is up to date. But if you want to see more tips and tricks, I would advise you to find me on LinkedIn. So if you search for Fiona Walsh one, that's where you will find me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Fiona, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. I know that I certainly learned a few bits, especially those four pillars to consider when we are preparing a presentation, which I'll make sure that I put them into practice the next time that I go to do a presentation. But thank you for sharing your knowledge so openly with us today. Fiona Walsh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll, goodbye.